Similar to gaining weight, there is evidence to suggest that getting a good night's sleep can help a person consume fewer calories during the day. So there are certain sleep patterns that affect hormones that are, that are responsible for appetite. When you look at ghrelin, you look at uh, leptin, both of these are utilized for that, that tell us when to eat, when not to eat, when to stop eating, when you're full. And uh, sleep deprivation or intermittent sleep um, disturbance can inhibit these or uh, accentuate them, which will interfere with your body's ability to regulate the intake of food correctly. So better calorie regulation is another health benefit of, of proper sleep. Welcome, 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 welcome back to the In the Clinic podcast with Rob. Yep, your place for health, wellness, fitness, sports, or I don't know, pretty much anything under the sun I want to talk about. <laughs> but it's for people, not animals. Very clear on that. For people, not animals. Now, I love animals, but uh, but we're for people here. We're here to, to get the most out of it. And you know what? I was thinking about on the way in. A little bit of Eminem. Look who's back, 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 back again, again, again. And uh, <laughs> the reason I thought about that is I haven't haven't hit the podcast in, in just a little bit, about a week late. And uh, uh, the last podcast that I did uh, on the video podcast that we put on YouTube, I had a patient that uh, roasted me about my last intro on uh, float like a butterfly, sting like the bee. I had a little bit of dyslexia and tongue-tied my words. <laughs> Muhammad Ali, you would be uh, disappointed in me, but um, I, I, I love our patient that uh, teased me about that. that. That was awesome. But welcome, welcome. Welcome back. You know, where, wherever you are listening, however you are listening, I'm glad you're a part of the show, and I hope it reaches you in good health and uh, in good spirits. You know, for me, we, we're in good spirits. We had a three-day weekend uh, from Memorial Day. And with Memorial Day, it's, it's, it's always a bittersweet uh, adventure. You know, one, you, you get an extra day from work. So, and it's usually decent weather. You know, I know it rained here because that's been kind of the, the, the standard process for us is, is the rain. But, um, you know, with with Memorial Day, it's bittersweet uh, because yes, you get an extra day. I've been I've been hit more yard work. My wifey has uh, b big plans for the house this year outside. When we're looking at um, you know landscaping, adding different uh, outbuildings, I'll say to to the the homestead, and you know it, it it's always a good time to reflect and and kind of set your summer and see what it's going to look like. Also, it's nice for me because uh, I get to live my Yellowstone fantasy, and I get to get up on the tractor, I get to move dirt around, uh, cut grass, uh, throw the cowboy hat on, listen to my country music, and you know, it's it's kind of a little piece of piece of of heaven for me. So, um, for me, I, I I could see myself being a retired rancher in in the future. Anybody on the video podcast uh, can see that I like the plaid. <laughs> And and uh, uh, for you that follow me on Instagram, you'll see that I like the cowboy hat as well. So uh, cowboy hats, flannels, and uh, uh, boots and tractors. I'm pretty simple. <laughs> but in a serious note, uh, Memorial Day is a time to reflect on on individuals that have given the ultimate sacrifice for our country. And um, this became evident to me at a young age, as maybe uh, twenty. 
maybe maybe I think I was about 20, and uh, Pat Tillman was a uh, linebacker for the Arizona Cardinal. And this was right around 9-11. As soon as 9-11 hit, uh, you know, I've never seen the country be more connected as a unit than after 9-11. I mean, it really bonded together. It wasn't about your political preference or your um, social or economic uh, beliefs. It was about that we're Americans first. And there was, I think, 90% approval rating across the board. Uh, there were in, uh, individuals that uh, were giving grace to to other people. And it was just kind of a, a bittersweet time at that moment as well, because you had such a uh, such a large-scale attack on our country, but also um, there was a bondedness. It, it brought everybody together. And that 9-11 sparked a lot of patriotism, a lot of individuals to... Um, go into the military to, to help uh, defend our freedom, essentially. And Pat Tillman was one of those individuals. And what made him unique is that he didn't have a, a, you know, a standard job. I mean, he was being paid millions of dollars to play football, something that he'd worked towards with his career over and over and over to the point where, um, you know, he, he had hit the echelon. He was a starting middle linebacker for the Cardinals. and he decided to give that up. He said, I'm not going to continue football at this moment. I'm going to go into the military. I believe he went into the special forces and uh, wanted to go serve his country. It was a duty of, of his that he felt unresolved. He had a uh, family that had also served in the past. And he felt this was his moment to give. And if anybody knows the, the Pat Tillon story, um, you know, it, was, it, it ended in tragedy, travesty. Um, and and it's sad overall, but it's still an individual that that chose to give um, back to his country for the freedoms and the liberties that he has, and that he had experienced to that point in his life, and that he felt strong about uh, defending. And so Memorial Day is is a great time to reflect on individuals like that. We have an individual here in Colville um, that had a similar story by the name of Wyatt Goldsmith. Now, I, I got to know uh, Wyatt's parents um, over the years, and this is after I never, I never met Wyatt himself, but I, I met his parents. And uh, through, through that experience, uh, learning about Wyatt um, was, was in the Special Forces, um, was a medic in the Special Forces, and, and he was an individual that was local to Colville, had uh, graduated from Colville, and wanted to, to serve his country as well, became um, an, an elite uh, special forces individual as, as a medic. And, you know, everything that you hear about Wyatt, he, he was a, a, a stand-up guy that served his country well. And, and unfortunately for, for him and his family, uh, he, he gave his life for, for that cause as well. So when you look at those individuals, and there's many other um, um, without the sacrifice of great individuals over the years, there, there wouldn't be the, the freedom and liberty that we have now today. And um, again, this isn't a political podcast, but I, I do appreciate the freedoms that we are able to uh, enjoy. And I am I'm very thankful for that. I am humble for the, uh, the opportunities that I have today, solely because of the sacrifices of, of others in the past. Uh, my grandfather is one that uh, served in the Coast Guard in, in World War II. And uh, he was very tight-lipped about his, his experience and the very small amount of detail that I could get from him. Um, it's, it's amazing what, what individuals will do to help protect the liberty that, that we have. And it truly is um, a blessing to have the liberty that, that we have. Um, we, we are one nation that truly celebrates the individual and gives a lot of our uh, individual rights to that, that, that individual. It's not um, imposed down as a collective from the government. It, it, it truly has individual liberties and a certain bill of rights for, for each person. And uh, it's powerful and it's worth defending. So I, I think those 
I thank those individuals that that have served um, and and gave the ultimate sacrifice through this uh, reflection over Memorial Day weekend. So, thank you. Um, other other notes, to, talking about freedom, talking about um, opportunities. Uh, you know, we're wrapping up our little league season, and and something as simple as little league allows you to appreciate um, the liberties and the freedoms that you have. And, you know, I'm able to coach a Little League team. My son's team, he's 10 years old. He's in the minors. Lions. Go Lions. But it's, it is powerful um, to watch young individuals be able to continue to learn and just enjoy their lives and, uh, and not have to worry about a lot of things. And it's, it's energy that is given back to me as we're coaching to watch these young individuals just, just exude happiness and exude excitement. You know, my, my little guy, Logan, uh, they call him the human MP3 player because he spends his whole time uh, singing either TikToks, YouTube shorts, or <laughs> other, and he is hilarious. So uh, Little League, again, wrapping up. We're in the playoffs right now, looking to get a W and, and keep moving forward. Um, working out. You know, we... we coach the virtual personal training program here we have personal training packages for our patients or individuals of the community and uh myself included you know i i'm i'm an avid individual that likes to uh, strength train um, aerobic exercise workout overall um, summer is a great time to to get the bike out and bike but you know through the coaching this last spring uh of, of multiple sports falling off the wagon a little bit and I reflect on that because when you fall off the wagon, at times you feel like, geez, I put in the work before and I've, I've lost some of my gains and I'm not where I want to be. And uh, a lot of times the, the internal governor, that voice in, t- in your head, will start faking you out and start telling you things that um, are the antithesis of what you truly want in your life. But, you know, th- what helps me in, in restarting or, or progressing forward in my fitness even when I fall off the wagon, it's, it's not so much, um, it's not so much the falling off the wagon. It's more of the mindset. And the mindset is, is that, um, it's not really about right now. It's always about the long term, And it's truly about who do you see yourself as? You know, for me, I, I, I see myself as a certain individual that, um, aspires to achieve a certain level of fitness. And uh, for me, it's not that if I'm not there, I'm failing. It's that I just need to keep working. I haven't achieved it yet. And it's more of a growth mindset. And I've talked about a growth mindset on our podcast before, but it truly is something that helps you with your mental health. That anytime that you feel like you're failing or failed, it's just a not yet moment. You're just not there yet, but you're just going to keep working and you'll get there. So for me, I'm, I'm excited to get started with my fitness after this podcast. I'm going to go down to the training facility and start ripping through it and uh, start, start creating that layer of consistency and, and creating that habit. You know, other, other notes uh, over the last couple of weeks that we've been hitting, you know, it's been rainy, it's been that springtime, but it's a perfect time to get out in the, the, the forest and start mushroom hunting. And that's something that um, I've enjoyed each spring. You know, when my wife uh, brought me to, to her, her family's land uh, over 20 years ago, and she took me mushroom hunting. And we went to this hillside that had been uh, recently um, thinned, where they went through and, and logged select trees out of there to thin it out to help with fire, fire uh, control and um, other. And from that, it created, uh, stirred up the dirt enough that it sparked mushrooms to grow. And morel mushrooms are something that takes a specific uh, recipe from moisture, from heat, sunlight. I mean, there's just a certain, they just don't grow all the time and they only grow one time a year. And it's really hard to get them to, to, to grow. I don't even think they can, can grow them commercially. So they make them a delicacy, a, a real fine. And we showed up to this hillside and we're looking and looking. All of a sudden we found one and two and then three. 
and then four. And all of a sudden I look and the sun hits the, the, the hillside just right. And you can see all these little morel mushroom heads popped up. And I kid you not, we must have had a three Walmart sacks full of morel mushrooms that day. And, and it, it, it's, uh, it's really neat because anytime that, that you're able to find a, uh, you know, gold like that, we always share it. And the whole family gets together. We go to Granny's. The whole family gets together and everybody comes over on a weekend and has a mushroom feed. And it's, it's just neat. It's good for people to get together, but it's, it's also to just uh, share, share the time together. And that's essentially what's nice now about mushroom hunting is, is to go up with my family, my wife, my kids, my dog, and to just be in the forest, to listen to the quietness of the forest, uh, spend time together, doing something active that is almost like Easter, where you're looking for Easter eggs. You don't know if they're there. It's almost like fishing, where you're not sure if they're going to bite. Uh, but it's powerful. It's powerful to just be in um, the outdoors with your family. And it's something that I'll always cherish. And it's something that I will always look to do every spring. So, uh, you know, if you get a chance to go mushroom hunting, do it. It's usually only in the spring, but do it. Enjoy your time. A uh, couple other little notes, uh, just updates uh, for, for me personally. Um, Johnny Depp, Amber Heard trial. <laughs> wow. Uh, so they just had the verdict. They just released that verdict um, uh, just a couple of days ago. But for me, um, I'm not really one to get into, uh, you know, TMZ type stuff and uh, celebrity stuff and drama stuff. You know, I'm kind of focused on my own deal. But for some reason, I've, I've been sucked into that. And I think it's part of the Instagram um, short clips that they have. And it just makes you sit back and re realize that, man, uh, relationships are always unique, uh, always unique. And anytime that you feel scorned and there is no more uh, need to be kind to each other, uh, the gloves come off and it gets nasty. And, um, man, I... I've just watched a little parts of, of Johnny Depp and Amber Heard, and it is the epitome of a dysfunctional relationship. <laughs> uh, but uh, anyways, move, moving past Johnny Depp, Amber Heard, um, that was comic relief for a while to watch that. But uh, last little note, uh, a patient had, had asked me if I'm going to go to any Spokane Indians baseball games. And it sparked interest in me because I had gone in the past. And my my daughter, I took her to a game when she was about 11. And I got tickets that were right up front, right behind the dugout. I mean, right behind the uh, backstop, close to the dugout of the Spokane Indians. So we're really good seats. We could see really well. And we we're in the front row. The only thing that was in front of us was was the handicap section um, for wheelchairs and such. And it was so it was a nice spot. And we, we brought our gloves because after the game, they were having a dad-daughter um, you could throw on the field afterwards, and they take your picture and do different stuff. So it was going to be a fun event, but we brought them too because I was, like I talked to her about, maybe we can catch a pop-up. It'd be good to catch a pop-up. So it's about the third inning, and ball, foul ball pops up, and it's a high-towering pop-up. And it's coming towards us, and it's up in the air, and it's coming down behind the backstop. And I stand up because it looks like it's going to be a little bit in front of us. And I go down one step, and I go to my right a little, and I lean over on the guardrail that they have so that you don't fall into the, the handicap section because it was kind of a little drop-off, a little three-foot drop-off. And it's, I, I slide over so it's right over the top of the dugout of the Spokane Indians. And the ball's coming and come, coming. I reach as far as I can, stick my glove out, and I end up catching it. <laughs> and the whole crowd goes crazy, and they're all like, yeah. And I turn, and I throw the ball over to my daughter, and she catches it, and she puts her hands up, and everybody's cheering. It was just a fun, fun, awesome deal, and it was a powerful experience. <laughs> and right as I sit down, there's an older lady. She's maybe 75, and she's there with her husband. And she says, and, and she was kind of to the right of me, and I can hear right as I um, give my daughter a hug, 
that was my foul ball that he took. <laughs> and I didn't even respond to it because, uh, one, she didn't even have a glove on. Two, it would have broke her hand. Three, it was over the top of the dugout. She never could have caught it anyways. Um, but I just thought uh, that it's interesting that she's 75 years old. She's probably been to many of these games. And I'm catching a ball for an 11-year-old for her to have interest in the game and in her experience. And the, all the lady could think about is, he stole my foul ball. <laughs> but truly what made the night um, was Recycle Man. And Recycle Man, uh, you could go online and, and, and look. And this is a, a big guy with a huge beard, long curly hair, and he, he wears uh, full tights, um, upper, lower body, with a uh, mask on that allows his beard to poke out and his eyeballs to, to show through. But the rest, it's a, it's a kind of a baby blue, light blue um, suit, uh, spandex suit with a red cape. And he's got a big um, R on his chest like Superman for Recycle Man. And uh, it's to help promote um, recycling and, and that stuff. But he gets on top of the dugouts and does like cartwheels and, and different stuff and this goofy in between innings and he's just for entertainment. So it's good. So I told my daughter, uh, again, she's 11. And I told her, I said, Hey, will you get a picture with recycle man with, I would love that. Will you please get a picture of recycle man with me? She goes, absolutely not. No way, dad. And I said, how come? She's like, that'd be embarrassing. I'm not going to do that. So I, I dropped it. And about three innings later, we decide, Hey, do you want to get some concessions? She goes, yeah. So we go up the stairs. And, and we walk towards the tunnel, and we're about ready to go down the tunnel. And I look to the right, and I see Recycle Man walking towards us. And I go, hold on, Madeline, i gotta, I got to grab something. And so we stop there, and it delays her enough. And her back is, is to Recycle Man as he's walking towards us. And it delays us enough to where right as Recycle Man gets to us, I go, hey. And he looks at me, and I go, my daughter absolutely loves you. Can I get a picture? And before she can even protest, he throws his arm around her, squeezes her in and says, sure. And he's there dripping wet. He's pitting out. He's got sweat coming from his head. And I whip my phone out and start snapping pictures before she can even say anything. And, and, I, and I told him, hey, thank you. And he keeps walking. And we start walking down the tunnel. And we get about four steps in. And she doesn't even look at me. And in a sarcastic tone, she says, I hate you. <laughs> uh, I got her so good. Uh, yeah, I got her good. So, but it was those type of memories, you know, it's that shared experience, that shared time, just like with mushroom hunting, you know, that's truly what life is about. And, and also having family. Family is really about, you know, uh, the shared time you get with each other. I mean, that's, that's the greatest time, whether it's watching a movie, you know, like I took my son to, to uh, Dr. Strange the other night, um, going out to dinner with my wife and just having a date night, going mushroom hunting, going to the Spokane Indians game, going camping. It, it's just about the shared experience, the shared time. So, you know, all in all, um, you know, I, I, I appreciate uh, the good people that I have in my life. Um, there's a lot of them. I appreciate the shared time that we can have from different friends, family, and all in all, it's, it's truly what makes life, um, makes life great. And again, going back to Memorial Day, kind of circle the wagon, wagon, having people that have given the ultimate sacrifice to allow people like me to, to enjoy our lives, um, to protect our freedoms and liberties, and to be able to, to have um, shared time with our families is really impactful and powerful. So, so all in all, uh, moving forward, uh, we're going to take a short break. And when we return, I'm going to get into some clinic updates. Yep. I got a couple updates on, on our guy, Randy went on vacation. Uh, a couple updates on Emily. Yeah, she's pregnant, but something unique that, that she, she did uh, while she's pregnant. And uh, also, how just people in our clinic, they, they look to be um, positive role models and give of their time. And uh, I'm proud of them for that. So when I return, we'll get into a couple clinic updates. Thanks, team. 
And we're back, 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 back. And uh, before the break, I had touched on that. We're going to go over some clinic updates. We're going to get into uh, our guy, Randy, the Oki from Astoki. And uh, we're going we're gonna to touch on uh, that I'm just proud of our team and the way that they give and are positive role models. So let, let's, let's fire away. So Randy came to us two years ago. So he just hit his two-year anniversary, came to us from Oklahoma. And he just went back to visit his family, but also his son was graduating from college. So he, he went back for graduation. And uh, Randy's a pretty unique, unique guy because he's, he's from Oklahoma. He's spent his whole life down there. And his parents actually live in the hometown that uh, I first went to school in college my very first year. And I played baseball for that school. And that was uh, Southwestern Oklahoma State University in Weatherford, Oklahoma. So we have, we have kind of a connection there. But uh, Randy went on vacation, had an excellent time. And then as soon as he got back, he came back for one day and ended up getting sick. <laughs> and that sometimes happens. That happens because, uh, you know, you, you, you get all so prepped up, ready to go on, on vacation. You, you get all the stress to try and get out there. And by the time you do, your immune system has been weakened. And uh, it opens you up for, for possibly getting ill. So um, good to have Randy back. He's back healthy. He's back firing away. He's an individual that, pe- that people really love working with. And he's a, he's a positive um, individual that re- truly cares about people. So it's, it's good to have him back in the office. Um, Emily. So again, we, we touched on before that Emily's pregnant. But Emily uh, did a unique thing where she went on a 5K run. So uh, she signed up for a 5K and ran it while pregnant. So I, it was pretty impressive. She completed it, did, did a really good job. Um, her husband, Steve, did the full marathon. And uh, he, did, he did extremely well also. So both of them, super proud of them, maintaining their fitness, wellness, and uh, just showing what you could do when you put your mind to it. So that was, that was really impactful. Our guy, Ryan, um, and, and Mackenzie both. You know, they, uh, I'm proud of them because they're giving back to their community in a positive way. You know, so Ryan's coaching, coaching some basketball right now for his son. And uh, he's getting into the, the coaching endeavors and uh, is finding all about um, the, the pitfalls of trying to coach little ones. <laughs> but also Mackenzie as well. So Mackenzie's coaching T-ball. Uh, she, you know, it's, a, it's, it's something that we sponsored. And uh, typically when we sponsor a t-ball team, we're called the Sumner Slammers. So the Sumner PT Slammers. And somehow uh, the information was crossed and we ended up becoming the Sumner PT Swatters <laughs> with our mascot being a mosquito. <laughs> <laughs> so when the shirts got printed off, it says Sumner PT Swatters, and there's a huge mosquito right in the front of it. So uh, <laughs> we died laughing. We thought, you know what? I'm I've been an irritant to quite a few people in this community. So I guess that'd be perfect that we're the Swatters. <laughs> um, so it's good to see uh, the, both of them coaching. You know, uh, my son, Easton, who's 10, who, who I mentioned is doing Little League, it was super cute because uh, Mackenzie's son, who's um, about five, he was, is the one playing t-ball, and uh, Easton told me he wanted to go watch Dean's game, and he wanted to go watch him play a little bit. So we, we went ahead and watched Dean's game, and it was so cute to watch Easton watch Dean and be frustrated. And he, the whole time he's like, dad, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I can, I don't know if I can keep watching this. And I'm like, why? He's like, because they'll hit the ball right to him and they, they'll have the ball and they can get the guy out and they won't even throw it. They'll just pump fake it like five times. <laughs> so he got so frustrated that at one point he goes, dad, can I go ask Mackenzie if I can help her coach? And I said, go for it. So she was so nice and, and let him go coach out at second base to help show him where to go and run to. and. So it was it was awesome. He did a good job, but it was fun to see him too give back to the to the younger group. So uh, last little bit on clinic updates. Allie also took a trip. She went and visited family with her husband Marshall. 
Um, we, we, we absolutely love Marshall as well because he's got the big, huge beard, and I mean huge beard. Uh, fun-loving guy, and they're a great couple together. Um, they they complement themselves well, but also um, our office. They always bring a spark to the office. So a couple of clinic updates right there. Proud of the office. We're uh, fully clicking, going well, um, and allows us to to really meet the needs of the people in the community. And one of the best things that I love hearing from our um, our patients is how they'll communicate communicate to us that they just love the feel of our office. That we're always laughing, we're having a good time, that uh, it's fun. And it's like nothing they've ever experienced. And that's powerful because uh, it means that the people that are in the office are quality, but also we get along really well. It's really hard to fake happy. It's really hard to fake laughter and fake joy. So um, it's, it's one of the best things about our office. So let's switch gears and let's start getting into some, some um, hard-hitting topics. And one of these is a book that I'm currently reading. Um, it's called The Slight Edge. And for anybody that's that's out there uh, that's listening, go get this book. I, I highly recommend it. It's called The Slight Edge. And, you know, I'm, I like uh, personal development books, you know, and, and, and I don't like to call them that because when you start talking about personal development or self-improvement, it sounds like work. <laughs> and we have enough stresses in our day that we, we're not really looking to add work to our day. Um, but just think of them as, as ways to help increase happiness in your life. And that's truly what this book is looking to do is to increase happiness in your life from, from your work to your relationships, to your own fitness, to anything that you want. It, it increases your happiness, your relationships. Um, so it's called the slight edge. And one of the areas that, that I really like about this, that it, it touched on, especially in the early part is that. A lot of times in, in anything that we, that we want to find success in, we really push and we do these, these small, um, detailed, specific things in, uh, in those tasks to get the goal that we want. And that we start really pushing to get, start finding the success or improvement. Take it be fitness, um, going to the gym, tracking your food, uh, being structured on your workouts, finding consistency, maybe your relationships with a spouse or somebody else that you're putting in structured time, communicating a certain way, you're doing these little things that truly help make the biggest difference. And once we start achieving some level of success and we see that we're improving on it, then we feel like we arrived. And once we feel like we arrived, then we don't have to push as much. We don't have to do the same level of activity. We don't have to, maybe I can let off a little bit. I don't have to go to the gym every day. I don't have to track every bit of my food. And because of that, um, we lose the edge. We lose that, that edge to the point where we start seeing a regression in our improvement. And it starts coming back down to the baseline. And you can, you can see this all the time. You start losing weight, and then you gain weight. You had a really strong relationship with your spouse a couple months ago, and now you don't. Or a friend. Or a child. So the point is, is with the slight edge, is that we don't want to ever plateau or go down. We want to keep that slight edge on us to continue to do the little things to continue to find even more success. And it's about not letting up, essentially. And that's one small premise in the book, uh, but it adds more detail as you go along. The other thing that it, it touches on um, really is about that in, in the in the history of our, our human development, we've always had to plant, cultivate, harvest. It was a natural progression. That anything that, that we wanted to find success in our lives, we needed to plant, cultivate, harvest. It might be our, our children. You know, got to plant them, got to grow them, cultivate them up. And then in the future, as they become successful, um, functioning members of society, then then that's we're reaping our reward. We're harvesting. In our fitness, it could be that we plant, um, we prepare of what we want, our goals, how we're going to do it, how we're going to structure, we're going to we're going to learn about it, we're going to cultivate by by doing the work, by consistently doing the work, by checking ourselves, modifying, I'm learning, and then the harvest is the outcome that we want for our own fitness levels, our health-related levels, 
or uh, strength gains or other, whatever our goals are. So you can apply that to, to anything in, in your life, work, fitness, health, relationships. But we're at a point now where um, we're able to shortcut a lot of things. Technology has been fantastic because we're able to uh, manufacture or speed things up at a, at a rapid level. So we've been able in the last 100 years to shortcut the tradition of plant, cultivate, harvest. So this natural progression is, is really everything. But now if I don't have to plant, cultivate, harvest, mm -hmm. and I can go straight down to McDonald's and within 30 seconds, they give me the meal that I want and I'm on my way and eating, there is no more plant, cultivate, harvest. Essentially, they've made everything instant. So we get fed instantly, social media. I can I could talk to my wife at a moment's notice anytime, any day. Instant. So when you're looking at uh, the slight edge, the biggest thing that they're talking about as well is that we can't skip those important steps in our lives to find success in them of plant, cultivate, harvest. That we truly need to use two factors. And the greatest multiplier to our success in plant, cultivate, harvest truly is time. Time is the great multiplier. But the reason for the great multiplier is by using the compound effect. And the compound effect is that I'm going to build this today and a little bit more tomorrow. And I'm going to add another layer and another layer and another layer and another layer and another layer. Which then time multiplies it. My success now from one area to the next is solely predicated on the compound effect through time. So if I can gather that compound effect over time, I make huge strides in the success of whatever I want. In my life, my relationship, my health, fitness, work success, anything. So it's important that we go back and remember plant, cultivate, harvest. Even though we live in a society that allows us to shortcut and not truly have to cultivate, we can go plant to harvest instantly. Truly to find success in our lives, we need to take that step. We need to use the compound effect that every day we're building upon the next. Be consistent with it over time. And that's where your game is found. That is truly where the success is. So, um, again, I'm only halfway through the book. Slight Edge, powerful book. I recommend it to anybody that's out there. Um, you will not be disappointed. And uh, you can apply tangible things to your life to help make a difference today. So uh, we're going to hit our, our second break now. We've got uh, coming up a, a great topic that talks about sleep. Sleep is absolutely essential for our health, but why? What does sleep truly do for our health that helps improve our lives? Why is it important? How, how can getting proper sleep allow me to make improvement in my own health all of that when we return after the break Back, 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 back to the show. Yes, and uh, you know, slight edge. Good book. Good book so far. I'm I'm excited about what it's going to do for for my life as far as uh, health, wellness, fitness. It kind of hits every every little topic that's important to you in your life, relationships, work, other. So, uh, check it out. Good book. But 
We're going to move forward, as I touched on before the break, about sleep. Now, sleep's an area that, that we tend to overlook. We tend to not see it as important. I, for one, in my wellness spectrum, it's one of my weakest. I don't really like sleep. <laughs> I feel like sleep's unproductive. It uh, takes up my time for areas that I could be use, utilizing that time. Um, and I find that the more I do of it, then the easier it is to sleep. So I've, I've spent a lot of my adult life uh, re- restricting my sleep. Um, five, six hours a night is about, is about all I need, sometimes less. And that's solely just from um, restricting, restricting over the years of, of wanting to get things done. I don't mind getting up early to do it. So, uh, but sleep is an area that's essential for our health. It's an, it's an area that, and that's where I'm going to go through today on why it's important for our health, what it, what it truly does for us. Um, but it, it should not be overlooked. There, there are a lot of great uh, benefits that uh, health professionals will attribute to getting a good night rest. So let's go through it. What is one area that uh, improves sleep is essential for our health? What's one area that it improves is better productivity and concentration. So when we're looking at sleep, there's several studies that show that sleep deprivation truly affects our productivity and concentration. And I don't think anybody would discredit that. (laughs) I know for one that when I'm really sleep deprived, my brain doesn't fire the way it needs to. And I'm not always thinking clearly, which means I'm spending longer on specific tasks. So at times I will forgo doing the task until later when I have more rest so I can be more efficient with it. So the, the first one, better productivity and concentration is a health benefit. Number two is lower weight gain risk. So individuals um, that gain weight, well, there's a, there's a link between weight gain and obesity and short sleep patterns. And the mechanism behind that is not completely clear, but there is an association between those. There's, there's been several studies that have linked obesity to poor sleeping patterns. So uh, there is no direct link between being overweight and, and sleep deprivation, but there is a, an association. And it could be due to the bidirectional relationship of sleep, depression, and pain. All three of those are interconnected. And it could be that uh, if you're losing sleep, it increases your chance for depression, which it decreases your activity level, which could lead to weight gain. Number three, better calorie regulation. Similar to gaining weight, there is evidence to suggest that getting a good night's sleep can help a person consume fewer calories during the day. So there are certain sleep patterns that affect hormones that are, that are responsible for appetite. When you look at ghrelin, you look at uh, leptin, both of these are utilized for that, that tell us when to eat, when not to eat, when to stop eating, when you're full. And uh, sleep deprivation or intermittent sleep um, disturbance can inhibit these or uh, accentuate them, which will interfere with your body's ability to regulate the intake of food correctly. So better calorie regulation is another health benefit of, of proper sleep. Number four, greater athletic performance. So getting a, a sufficient amount of sleep can boost your, your own athletic performance overall. And you get uh, better at performance intensity, you have more energy, you have better coordination, and you have better mental processing, better better functioning. So it it improves your overall athletic performance. Number five, there's a lower risk for heart disease. So one one of the major risk factors for heart disease is high blood pressure. And getting adequate rest 
Each night allows the body's blood pressure to regulate itself. By getting proper rest and allowing your blood pressure to regulate itself, it can reduce the chance of sleep-related conditions, such as sleep apnea. And this overall will protect or improve your overall heart health. Number five, health-related benefit of sleep is lowering your risk for heart disease. Number six, more social and emotional intelligence. Sleep has been linked to uh, people's emotional and social intelligence. Someone who does not get adequate sleep is more likely to have issues recognizing other people's emotions and expressions. This can, this can dovetail back to the poor mental processing. So if you look at um, different, different research studies they've done where they look at people's responses to emotional stimuli, the researchers concluded, similar to other studies, that a person's emotional empathy is less when they don't get adequate sleep. You could say the same for that bidirectional relationship for sleep, depression, and pain. People that are in a lot of pain, it's hard to be empathetic. Hard to get be have more patience. When you're sleep deprived, it's hard to be empathetic. So it can affect your social and emotional intelligence. Again, number seven, I have touched on before and, and just did a, a couple of minutes ago on the bi-directional relationship between sleep, pain, and depression. Well, adequate sleep can help prevent depression. The, the association between sleep and mental health has been a subject of research for quite a while. It, but, but one conclusion is that there is a link between those two, between sleep and depression. Different uh, journals have published uh, related psychiatry that looked at death by suicide over a 10-year period and concluded that a lack of sleep is one of the contributing factors to many of the, the suicide deaths. Other studies suggest that people with sleep disorders, such as insomnia, are likely to show signs of depression. So by improving sleep, it helps improve your depression, or helps your, yes, improve your depression overall. So another health-related benefit. Number eight, sleep helps lower inflammation. There's a link between getting adequate sleep and reducing inflammation in the body. So the link between sleep deprivation and inflammatory bowel disease was looked at in different studies. And, and, and this study showed that sleep de de uh, deprivation can contribute to a lot of these diseases. So there is a bi-directional relationship between inflammation in the body and losing sleep but also improvement in sleep can help improve some of these inflammatory conditions, such as inflammatory bowel disease. Number nine, talked about it a little bit earlier when I talked about Randy going on vacation, a lot of stress, trying to get out the door, get going, and it can weaken our immune system. So number nine, good sleep can help create a stronger immune system. Sleep helps the body repair, helps us regenerate and recover. The immune system is, is really no exception to this relationship. Some research does show how better sleep quality can help the body fight off infection. Now, scientists still need to do further research to, to kind of find the exact mechanism of sleep in regards to the impact on the body's immune system, but overall, Sleep helps with our immune system. For me personally, I think some of this has to do with stress. When you lose sleep, it starts increasing the sympathetic nervous system. You have more of a release of cortisol in the body. And when your body is constantly stressed, it cannot fight off foreign invaders the way it needs to. Something has to give. 
the body is just trying to deal with inflammation throughout the, the system and then try and get it back to homeostasis, something will give the de in the defense. And that will increase your chance for foreign invaders getting through and creating illness in the body. But overall, those, those top nine important reasons, essential, uh, why sleep is essential for health. But number one, again, better productivity and concentration. Number two, lower weight gain risk. Number three, better calorie regulation. Number four, greater athletic performance. Five, it lowers your risk for heart disease. Six, more social and emotional intelligence. Seven, helps prevent depression. Eight, lowers inflammation. Number nine, a stronger immune system. But overall, just note that sleep is vital, and it is often neglected, as I know. And it's, it, it's, it's a vital component of every person's overall health and well-being. So sleep, sleep is definitely important because it enables the body to repair and be fit and ready for another day. And it's important to get that adequate rest to help prevent excessive weight gain, heart disease, increased illness duration, but also it can help with your social-emotional intelligence. So overall, uh, again, sleep is essential to the body. Um, highly recommend maintaining a, a consistent sleep cycle. We'll touch on that in the future about how to create a consistent sleep cycle as we have in our uh, premier 4% club calls that we do weekly. So when we return, we're going to round this out in our podcast by talking about arthritis. I have arthritis and I just have to live with it. <laughs> I have arthritis and there's nothing you could do for it. I just have to live with it. So those silly statements are false. And after the break, we'll get into why when we return. We're back, 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 back from the break. And before the break, we were talking about sleep. We were getting into why it's so essential for your health. We went through nine top, top areas that it helps improve your health. But now we're going to switch gears. And we're going to get into some unconfirmed bias that, that people have, patients have when they come into the clinic. And I hear it from time to time from people. Well, I have arthritis and there's nothing you can do to fix it. I just have to live with it. <laughs> yeah, that's what they sound like. <laughs> I have arthritis. Can you fix arthritis? No. So there's nothing you could do. I'll have to live with it the rest of my life. <laughs> so because I hear that from time to time, and that's an unconfirmed bias that, that we hear, you know, um, like my, my dad had back pain and his dad had back pain, so I'll have back pain the rest of my life. False. These are unconfirmed biases that we have that have uh, been handed down from either generation to generation, but also it, 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 it gets passed around as common knowledge that if I have arthritis, there's nothing you can do, so you have to live with it. So uh, this is an area I had to touch on because um, <laughs> people like to come in to the clinic telling me about, quote unquote, Uncle Arthur is visiting them today. And they've just learned to accept the pain and dysfunction. They've just learned to accept having lack of mobility. And it doesn't have to be like that. And it doesn't have to be like that. People with arthritis do not have to live in pain. And they can get help. They could truly get help. But before we get going, let's, let's just talk about what arthritis is. And, and arthritis essentially is joint inflammation. That's essentially what it is. It's that the joint is inflamed. And the rea reality is that arthritis is, is a degeneration of the joint. When we start digging into it, the surrounding cartilage, um, the bone, 
and and that degeneration can can penetrate through that cartilage into the bone. So there's different layers of degeneration. Not all of it's the same. But essentially that breakdown of the cartilage or bone in the joint is degenerative joint disease. Essentially what we're getting. And there are classic symptoms that you get. You get joint stiffness. You get uh, pain uh, in the joints. You get a painful joint. You get limited mobility. These are all areas that are pretty classic with degenerative joint disease. But degenerative arthritis begins to limit the joint as the disease progresses. The joint attempts to protect itself. And the, re- the, ways, the ways that it tends to do that is through limiting the mobility. The capsule surrounding the joint becomes more stiff. It starts to tighten up. Tightening the capsule starts to limit the, the, the amount of motion you can go through. It tends to restrict your mobility. The lack of mobility leads to pain. And, uh, and obviously, pain is the great equalizer. And we tend to limit our mobility when we hurt. So a limit to our mobility creates deconditioning to the body and leads to further problems with your degenerative joint. So this tends to create a cycle. It tends to create a cycle that accelerates the disease effects overall. Which then leads to the individual to accept just apathy. There's nothing you can do about it. But that's false. And I'll give you seven reasons right now why that's false. Here are seven ways that you can help reduce arthritic pain. Seven ways. Okay? So let's dig a little deeper. Number one, the most simple, easiest thing that you can do to help limit arthritis is use adaptive equipment. A front wheel walker, a single point cane, a crutch, these are all excellent ways to assist in reducing weight bearing through the joint. So a cane, for example, can reduce weight bearing up to 45% on that limb that's hurting. 45%. And if you use your equipment correctly, that's your first step to regaining your mobility and decreasing your pain. That's your first step. Adaptive equipment can be powerful for you. Number two, bracing. An unloader brace, that's just a simple way to change the pressure in the knee. And it changes it enough to help improve your mobility and and also reduces your pain. The The braces, these unloader braces, are typically specific to the individual and they need to be fit for each person individually versus just an over the shelf version. And if you're wondering about an unloader brace, There are a few companies that I can reach out to to help you acquire an unloader brace, but it is an option for you. A knee sleeve might help with just pain management. Other uh, braces that have hinges on the side might help as well. But an unloader brace is, is one that specifically helps with arthritis, especially more severe arthritis. Third way that, that uh, we can help with reduce arthritic pain is joint mobilization. Now, what's a mobilization? Now, these are specific techniques that myself as a physical therapist will use to help stretch your capsule of your joint. See, as as the joint becomes more immobile, less pliable, and more rigid, we need to stretch that back out. So myself specifically will get into stretching that capsule to help improve the mobility so that you can gain your knee or your hip, your shoulder mobility back. The lack of mobility creates a, essentially a contracture to the surrounding muscles and it restricts your mobility. So it, it ends up affecting your muscles as well. So the first step is, is specific mobilization techniques to the capsule to improve that mobility before we get into other areas of the, of the joint or the surrounding muscles. Which dovetails into number four, which is joint stretching. 
Not only do we stretch the, the joint or the capsule specifically, but we also need to stretch the surrounding muscles above and below that joint that's involved. The capsule will begin to tighten over and over, and the joint becomes more immobile, which means that the surrounding muscles don't stretch the way they need to. And that lack of mobility creates contractures to the surrounding muscles and restricts your mobility even further. Now you're walking with a limp. Now your foot's turned out to the side. Now you can't bend over. Now you can't squat. Now it's hard to get up from a low chair. Without joint mobilizations first, it's hard to gain your joint mobility. But then we also have to follow it up to stretching the surrounding muscles to give you full, full mobility. Number five, we need to improve your joint function overall. So as I mentioned earlier, the joint begins to tighten. We tend to self-limit. The self-limiting creates weaknesses and leads to deconditioning to the overall muscles. To assist in, in improving our function and decrease our pain overall, we, we need to remain active. But how do we do this? Strength training. Strength training to specific muscles above and below the joint is the best solution. For example, with, with knee arthritis, strengthening the leg muscles, particularly on the front of the thigh, so the quad, the quadriceps, that's one of the best ways to help improve joint efficiency for knee arthritis. But this is true for other areas. Back arthritis, we have core stabilization exercises. Neck arthritis, we have deep neck flexion exercises and so on, all the way to the hip or the shoulder. But restoring muscle function is a must to insist in the long-term benefits of arthritis, and it helps reduce your pain and improve your mobility and function overall. Number six. Number six on the ways to help improve arthritic pain is balance exercises or balance training. And this consists of improving coordination and reaction to certain stimulus overall. The joint prevents full mobility. Therefore, we will have a greater risk for falling. But balance training with eyes open, eyes closed, standing on a foam pad are all ways that we can help improve your balance. And it's essential for long-term function. And number seven ways that we can help individuals with arthritis. Number seven is taping. So taping to the knee, taping to the shoulder, taping to the hip with a light stretch tape, such as a rock tape, is an excellent alternative in managing pain. Rock tape that's applied to the skin in a specific pull and a specific pattern will help improve joint function and decrease pain. That application of tape helps change the pain stimulus, but also helps with joint efficiency to the muscles. So taping is another great way that we can help. So there, right there, there's seven ways that we can help decrease your arthritic pain so you don't have to just live with it. There's nothing you can do. <laughs> so adaptive equipment, using a cane up to 45% of your body weight can be reduced. Bracing, joint mobilization, stretching, specific exercises to, to strengthen the mus surrounding muscles, balance exercises, and taping. These are all ways that we can help with arthritis. So overall, don't live with it. Don't just sit there and live with arthritis and, and think that it's, it, uh, it, there's nothing that can be done. You don't always have to go run off and get a, a total joint replacement, which doesn't always give you the, the true mobility success and decreased pain that you're looking for. But this is proven, effective ways that we, we can help make an impact in arthritis and your arthritic pain. So all in all, let me round out today. We, for myself, I truly appreciate you listening overall. Um, I appreciate your comments. You know, today we, we went through why we sleep and why it's essential for your health. Gave you great tips on why sleep is important for our health. We just went over why you, you truly don't have to live with arthritis. That we, There are ways that we can impact arthritic pain and help with your overall mobility and function in your life. You don't have to miss out on important events in, in your life or your daily social chores of just visiting friends and family because of arthritis. 
you don't have to live with it. I touched on a couple good stories, such as Recycle Man <laughs> and uh, just shared space, shared time. It's, a, it's important to share that time with your family, friends. But overall, um, I, I appreciate the comments. I appreciate uh, the likes that you, you give on these podcasts, the, uh, the people that subscribe consistently and interact with me on the content that we're producing. I, I, I truly appreciate it. It is part of the best part of my day is to get feedback from, from individuals like you. So all in all, wherever you're listening and however you're listening, I, I sure hope that this podcast today reaches you in good health and in good spirits. And until we meet again, thanks team.